Hello. In this episode, I'd like to talk about Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and the battle or struggle for the 24 Democratic nomination for the American presidency. Now, I don't know how closely you're following the news, and if you're listening to this, I, I guess you're following the news pretty closely, so you know who Robert F. Kennedy Jr., he is the son of the uh, liberal icon from 1960s, Robert F. Kennedy, who was, in my opinion, one of the greatest political personalities of the 20th century. And perhaps we'll get into a little bit later the, the evolution of his personality uh, that he had gone through to develop that kind of status in the mid to late 1960s. But first, um, Mr. Kennedy now, (coughs) from what I understand, is polling at 20% in the Democratic polls for the nomination. And it appears like Joe Biden has 60%. Well, and I knew this when Kennedy announced, uh, this means trouble for Mr. Biden. Because... This must be seen as a significant challenge in the primary. And going back to 1968, when Lyndon Johnson chose not to run for re-election, with that famous stunning speech he gave after the New Hampshire primary, any incumbent president that has faced, from either party, faced a significant primary challenge, has lost in the upcoming election. Here we are talking about an incumbent president. And also, uh, it may be true that a supposed Democratic nominee, such as Hillary Clinton, had the same effect when Bernie Sanders challenged her in 2016. That, in effect, could be seen as weakening her enough that, or showing her lack of support, that enabled that perhaps surprise Donald Trump victory. Perhaps then it wasn't so surprising. Because Hillary herself had has some serious problems. Uh, number one... Uh, a lot of her people around her said she didn't really want to be president. And really, you should not be in this time of business if you don't really want that kind of uh, job. Or if you don't have any ideas about why you're there. For me, it's it's uh, changing America and trying to improve life of all Americans by having us starting to realize that free market economics is never going to get us to universal prosperity in our society. We have to do what the Europeans do and uh, other countries and add social welfare programs. We have to take away the excessive competition that occurs in American society. Which, if you have listened to my other podcasts... 
I think that is central to so many problems that America faces. From homelessness to mass shootings to poor, our poor health outcomes, uh, inner city blight. There are just so many problems that can be traced to excessive American competition. Just our refusal to really attempt to be more cooperative. So that's what happened in 2016. Uh, and plus Hillary just had a problem just running a campaign in both when she ran, ran for the nomination against Barack Obama in 2008, when she was supposedly going to be the nominee again, uh, she was famous for her the internal conflicts within her campaign. <clears throat> and I remember being at, at the Atlantic Magazine Conference in Philadelphia during the Democratic nominate, uh, convention. And uh, I think they even had Hillary's former campaign manager up there and even the current one. And they were mum about any kind of problems that she might have had in that campaign. I forget the gentleman's name, but it was revealed later that there were serious conflicts going on within that campaign. <clears throat> A principal one was, at least in 2012, but I think also in 2016 or 2008, she had a problem of coming up with a single, uh, almost simplistic message to put out to people. She would have like 10, 20 speechwriters write each speech. She had to be careful that she wanted to get all those interest groups into her speech and she wanted to placate all of her staff people perhaps that wanted to have uh, a say in what she, what she was going to put out there. And so that kind of lack of unity or confusion uh, was a serious problem. But as I said earlier, any incumbent president that faces a tough or a legitimate primary challenge going back to 1968 loses in the November general election. This includes in 1976 when Ronald Reagan challenged Gerald Ford for the Republican nomination. In 1980 when uh, Edward Kennedy challenged Jimmy Carter and Carter lost. In 1992 when Pat, Pat Buchanan challenged George H.W. Bush and he would lose to Bill Clinton. And... Uh, there may be even more recent ones, but I think that's it. And even perhaps in the year 2000, when I actually, I w that was the first time I was actually in the race, of course, and Bill Bradley challenged Al Gore. And really that was not too significant, but so that might not be evaluated as a serious challenge, but then that would become famous for when the liberals deserted Al Gore and went for Ralph Nader. And then 
somehow everybody centered on just the one state of Florida and said and said Nader was responsible. And but uh, they they did did a recount. Several newspapers have done a recount of that election and said that uh, Gore would have lost even if there was a full recount of the state. So, but you can't blame that on Ralph Nader. I mean, if people don't think that Mr. Gore was a, a progressive leader or well, he had to change his message, but, but he knew he couldn't do that because he had to keep the moderates, so that's a problem. <clears throat> so back to the 2024 election. <clears throat> uh, this just shows weakness in, in the Democratic Party surrounding the candidacy of, of Joe Biden. But somehow Joe Biden has kept the liberals in the party mainly quiet. It's funny, uh, I think it's because at the start of his administration, he, he did an excellent thing by mailing out those generous $4,000 stimulus checks to individual Americans. And, and plus, he showed a willingness to pursue a progressive course, maybe the most in American history by a president, perhaps. And people such as Joe Manchin and maybe the senator, the Democratic senator from Arizona, the woman, they had stopped that ambition, but still, in my view, even what he put out there was not ambitious enough. So, but you do have to give him credit for proposing or or putting in place <coughs> those $4,000 stimulus checks to uh, every American. And Donald Trump has to be given credit here for because he may have prompted Biden to go to that higher figure. But anyway, but the liberals have been quiet. Uh, so, uh, but I think the main concern now among Democrats is that they feel Mr. Biden is too old at 80 years old. Uh, that might be the main concern. So, uh, but it is concerned for Mr. Kennedy to be at 20% and uh, uh, the self-help author uh, Marianne Williamson, who I have all of her stuff, <laughs> uh, she's at 9 or 10%. So this is a problem. And now the Democratic National Committee says they are not going to hold any debates during this uh, 2024 election. In other words, they don't want to even have any challenges to Mr. Biden. So I don't know if I can agree with that. In fact, I don't agree with it, but uh, you can see how the party is trying to close around Mr. Biden. Not that they like Biden so much. They just are for anybody that's going to keep the status quo. And uh, that's why Mr. Newsom from California or other Democrats, uh, Ms. Harris or there's others, many others, don't challenge Mr. Biden because uh, they feel that if they would challenge him here, uh, they would ruin their chances in the future. But your advice to them is it's never it's never a good time to run. I mean, the time is never right. Uh, many of these people will be sitting this out, Democratic, what the media calls notables, and they will never get another chance. Uh, so, but, but, but the devil will be in the details. Uh, what does Mr. Kennedy feel about 
certain issues like poverty or the welfare state, I, I would like to ask him that. Uh, but I think uh, he's getting framed now for just mainly being uh, maybe crazy on one issue where he didn't believe in vaccines. That may be, that is a bit crazy, but uh, I think you have to look at the whole picture. <coughs> but the problem is, what is the Democratic Party going to do if this kind of polling continues throughout the year, or even if Mr. Kennedy would climb the polls? So, uh, but this is just another instance. They're labeling both Kennedy and Mrs. Uh, uh, Marion Williamson as being long shots. I mean, who has declared that? The media. And they're the one who really uh, tells people who to vote. I wrote a book entitled, this is CNN, imitating uh, James R. Jones' voice, perhaps. This is CNN, and we have elected the president. In other words... People are not. People in America don't really have a choice over who they vote for. They see who they see on TV, and then that's what gives them the name recognition. And also, why are we assuming that just because someone is a president or somebody is a senator or governor, that makes them qualified to be president? Shouldn't we examine that just unquestioned premise, whether that is true? So um, the race should be interesting, and we should look. We should look to see if uh, I would hope uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. can perhaps adopt some of the ideas of his father. Uh, even though, when Robert Robert Kennedy in 1968 was winning those primaries and having those real liberal positions like uh, eliminating poverty and getting out of Vietnam very quick. The mainstream Democratic Party was not behind that. And the ultimate winner of the Democratic nomination in 1968 was Hubert Humphrey, who ran in no primaries. That's right, he ran in no primaries. The party leadership put him in place as the nominee. So, I mean, that can't happen today because the McGovern Commission in 1972. But anyway, that's a story for another time. But... Uh, so it's something that has to be watched. Uh, will the party abandon Mr. Biden if, if he continues to show this kind of weakness? I don't think so. Uh, uh, but uh, that's all for now. Thanks for listening.